Welcome to The Reconnected Mama, the non-parenting podcast for moms about moms. I'm your host, Megan O'Brien, a Midwest mom of three boys obsessed with living my best life and helping you do the same. After discovering that so many conversations for moms centered around parenting, family, career, or homemaking, I'm bringing you a different conversation, one that focuses on you because putting yourself first, mama, is not selfish. Together, we'll work on leaning into your inner voice to create clarity and action around living a fulfilled life, ditching mom guilt for good, and being the best version of yourself in both motherhood and life. Hello, and welcome back to the Reconnected Mama podcast. I am so excited about today's conversation because my guest today, it really has been a blessing to get to know her and have her in my life. And I know that you will just fall in love with her just like I did. So today I get the honor of having the conversation with one of my friends, Jill Peterson. She is a serial optimist with a bubbly personality and animated expressions. She is a wife and mother of two boys and seeks fun in everything she does. She is an experienced coach and former leader at Lululemon, where she spent nearly a decade building her passions and career. Her superpower lies within connecting and building trust quickly with others to help people find their greatness. She is the co-founder of Girls Mentorship, a girl empowerment company helping girls become their best, brightest, and most confident version of themselves. That is literally like to a T <laughs> how I, I could not explain you any better, but seriously, it, it's so true. Her energy is palpable. Her optimism is contagious and I just cannot wait to dive in this conversation with you. So welcome Jill to the reconnected mama podcast. Oh, Megan. Hello. I am so I'm like beaming over here. I'm like, wow, is that me? Like, wow. I, it's really fun to have your friend Mm -hmm. um, introduce you because, you know, like you write your bio, you know, that you've done all of those things, but really sitting here receiving and listening, like, wow, that really is who I am. I'm going to have my friends introduce me to everybody that (laughs) I meet. So thank you. I I'm, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to your listeners. Um, and most importantly, get to spend some time with you because you're one of my most favorite people. I could not agree more. I could not agree more. And I think what I connect with you on to like such a deep level is you are such a genuine human being. And not to say that that's rare these days, but you know, you can tell sometimes when you meet somebody and there's just, you know, a different facet or you're just kind of getting a different energy. But with you, it's like what you see is what you get. There, <laughs> there is no, you know, there's no curtain that you're different right? behind or anything. And I think that just is what, what we need, you know, it's just that honesty, that genuine way of being. And, um, and you are, you're so fun. Oh, like you're just so you. fun all the time. So thank you. I really, um, I know in my bio, you said that I work with teenage girls, tweens and teens, and they can smell BS from a mile away. So I've, I've learned, I've learned that the best way to connect with people is by being vulnerable, by going first, Mm -hmm. by sharing the hard stuff, because we're so good at sharing the good stuff Mm -hmm. and over time and practice, 
years and years and years of being okay and comfortable talking about my failures and my slip ups and those oops moments. Like Uh I think the prophet Britney Spears once said, oops, I did it again. I'm like, I did it again and again and again, those like failures. (laughs) And to be able to talk about it helps people be like, oh my gosh, you did that. So did I it connects people quickly. And I truly think that's why my superpower is building trust quickly with people because I'm not afraid to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. 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 I love that. So let's dive in. Let's give people the cliff notes version of Jill from kind of like, you know, where you got started pre-kids and then kind of, you know, bring us up to speed to where you're at now and kind of what that journey looked like in transition, like before motherhood, kind of when you were your little boy. So how old are your boys currently? The two little rascals are nine and seven. So Mm. first grade and third grade. And my goodness, do I have my hands full? Um, my nine-year-old just turned nine this past Saturday. So going from eight to nine, I swear overnight, He's now acting like a 19 year old. I'm like, what happened to you? Mm-hmm. Um, and every day is a new challenge. And I know you can relate to that, but yes. um, they are my biggest blessings, my, my, my greatest accomplishments. And they also challenge me to no <laughs> end. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I feel that. I'm like, oh, every day is like just third grade banter. I'm like third Mm -hmm. grade banter. What in the world is it going to be like in fourth grade and fifth grade and so on? So, um, they are, they're just really the light of my lives and, um, and it, they're a challenge. And I know that so many mamas, I know you can relate to that, but man, motherhood, motherhood is a constant, um, it's a constant work of, (laughs) it's a constant work of showing up as yourself and wanting to be a good mom and then not being a good mom. And man, never, never, ever having it figured out. Never, never. Because just when you feel like you're getting on top of something, then it's like something new. Yes. Yes. And you're like, Oh, yeah. We're not in that phase anymore. Now we're in a whole new phase. So sorry you mastered you. that, but we're done with that now. hundred <laughs> percent. So, um, yes, I have two boys and they are, yeah, I'd say we're like in a new phase because eight turning nine was like, okay, we were good for a little while. And then the speed bump happened. And now I'm, I'm like trying to climb over the speed bump. Yes. <laughs> Just you wait. Just you wait. I can only imagine. That's why I have you. That's why we have community. Yes. I'm like, yes. help me. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about pre-kids. Like, what was my life like pre-kids? Um, I had a really incredible life. Um, I grew up in a small town in Colorado with a mom, a dad, a brother, an older brother who um is very different from me. So my brother Scott. He's three years older by age two in school. 
And my brother was, he's just, he's different than, than I am. I'm chocolate. He's vanilla. He's the yang. I'm the yang. Right. But we now as adults and we both have families, like we've really found our relationship, but growing up, he was the good kid. He was the golden child. Mm. He never got in trouble. So I didn't get to learn life through my older sibling, Mm -hmm. um, which I feel like as a younger sibling, a lot of a lot of younger siblings got to learn what to do and what not to do growing Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Um, My brother met his now wife in seventh grade. So he has been with the same girl his whole life, essentially. So again, I'm like, aren't you supposed to be like (sighs) dating people and breaking up with people and drama and all of this? Um, So I really kind of got to pave my own way um, because I... I didn't have an older sibling to learn from. So I had this great childhood. Um, I was very boy crazy. Um, I loved that my I had an older brother because I was super into his friends and he did not mm-hmm. like that. But what he didn't know never killed him. <laughs> right, right. Um, so um, come uh, senior year of high school, I realized that um, I wanted to, I wanted I wanted expansion. I wanted adventure. I need, I needed to leave my, my sweet life, this small town. And I wanted to find something bigger and uh, just something that I've never experienced before. So I went to ASU. That's where I landed um, for college. So Arizona state university. And I swear to you, I thought I, hit the jackpot. I mean, coming to (laughs) ASU, there were boys skateboarding with no shirts on. And, you know, we were getting invited to pool parties. My life, I was like, this is, I am living. I have made it here. I I am. Um, so life was good. And then it wasn't until, um, it was about, uh, it was my freshman year of college. And, um, I got the phone call from my mom saying that my mom and dad were getting divorced. Mm. And that was literally when like everything shifted for me because what I had known my whole life really kind of erupted right in front of me. And I had no skills to cope with that massive, that massive change. It was like, wait a second, what? So then coming home for the first time for Thanksgiving and Christmas, I came home to not the house that I grew up in. I came home to my dad living in a condo and my mom moving into a new house. So all of that really kind of um, swirled me going through, that was like the start of my personal growth and development journey. I then realized that every man in my life was going to do the same thing that my dad did to my mom, which was cheat. Um, My dad, unfortunately, had affairs. And, Mm. um, you know, when you are a daddy's little girl, you want to marry someone just like your dad. And I had Mm -hmm. this whole thing about my dad I had a story about him for years and years and years and years. And then fast forward to when I landed at Lululemon and the company really invests in their people. They, t- they always say it's people over profit when they're, mm. when the person is whole and complete, you get to show up and really do your job and be yourself a hundred percent. That's amazing. So, isn't it fantastic? Yeah. I mean, like we already love their stretchy pants, yes. but like, can we applaud them for them? Like yes. loving on their people. Yes. 
So that I dove head first at Lululemon. I was like, cool. I want to grow in this company. Um, and what I didn't know was like the mirror that was going to turn back on me to say, Hey, you have some work to do sister. Mm -hmm. Um, so that helped develop and refine my leadership, who I wanted to be in the world, the stories and like the weight I was carrying. Like I really got to unpack all of that BS, let it go. Yeah clean up the relationship that I desperately wanted with my dad and my family. And I was so glad that that happened to me before I became a mother, because as I got married and started having children, I, I had a solid foundation for how mm-hmm. I wanted to raise my family and how I wanted to show up in the world. Um, without that, I don't know, honestly, where I would be because I still feel like I would be carrying the suitcase that weighs Mm -hmm. 50 plus pounds. Like Southwest would make definitely charge me for, (laughs) for it being overweight. Um, but as opposed to that luggage being carried behind me, I now get to like unpack it and have it be super light or not even have anything behind me anymore because of the work that I'm doing. Yeah. So that, that how's that? <laughs> I, I love that you make that point because I think that is where most moms that I see, especially in the area that I'm in the Midwest, um, you know, we don't have an opportunity or there isn't enough opportunity for people as individuals, women as individuals to really go through, you know, their own stuff and really mm-hmm. figure out who they are and what they want before, you know, you start to tick off all the things on the, you know, societal norm checklist, right? Right. College check, marriage check, kids Mm -hmm. check, right? We're just going through the motions. And I know that was very much my journey. Um, and then why subsequently this whole community was born because, you know, there wasn't an opportunity or even someone to just say, Hey, you know, why don't you really, like go inside, you know, stop, get rid of all this external stuff, really figure out who you are and what you want and then build from there, right. Create that foundation first. So I love that you make that, um, differential point of, you know, you had that first before you got into marriage and kids, I think, which is so amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't want the generational cycles to continue. Like Mm -hmm. I want to be able, even though, and that's what I want to like make an asterisk. I had an awesome life. Trauma doesn't have to be like, it can be so tiny. Mm -hmm. Like it could be you having a broken relationship that Mm -hmm. can literally then rear its ugly head 20 years later in your marriage, in you wanting to be a good mom, in you holding yourself back from actually going after your dreams and your goals. So I just want to say that it's hard work. Like it's not fun to turn again, the mirror back onto yourself to say like, what's my piece in this? Like I have responsibility in who I am and Mm -hmm. the relationships that I have. And, um, as opposed to blaming people, it's like, I actually need to turn 
that back onto myself to say like, where do I have room to grow and Mm -hmm. what do I have to own up to so that I can be the person I want to be? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So you were, were you still at Lululemon when you started having your boys, when your boys were little? And then when did you transition into entrepreneurship after that? So when I was at Lululemon, um, I mean, again, I just, I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I loved everything that this company stood for. Um, I loved that my job was to develop people to Mm -hmm. be leaders in this world. I'm like, this is super cool, but it was through personal growth and development. So visioning goals, it was through effective communication, responsible decision-making. Like these were the things that I got to teach and train and then hold my team accountable to, um, so that we could be the best team that we could produce the, the, the biggest sales. Like Mm -hmm. that was my job. I loved that so much. And I also loved that Lululemon looked at parenthood as like a a time in someone's life, a man and woman's life, because they give great maternity leave and they great give great paternity leave, um, where they gave you time and space to connect Mm. and heal and do what you needed to do to get, comfortable in this new role. Cause like mm-hmm. everything changes. We all know that when you yes. become a mom, you're like, Whoa, no one told me. <laughs> yes. Um, but I had six months, I had six months of maternity leave wow. and job security. Mm-hmm. And I got to do that twice with both of my kids. Mm-hmm. So over the six months, I mean, I had time to think, I also was like, wow, this is what it feels like to be a stay at home mom. And man, is that the hardest job on the face of the planet? I couldn't wait. I couldn't (laughs) wait to go back to work. I was like, man, I am not cut out to be a stay at home mom. Um, and kudos for the women who, Mm -hmm. who do that day in and day out. Absolutely. Um, but that was like, those were it when I had time and space, I had like the little whisper, the little nudge that was like, Hey, you know, like, what you love at Lululemon, you could probably do it elsewhere mm. if you took the risk and tried it. Yeah. So like, you know, I kind of ignored it for a couple of years and I had another kid and then the six months came and I was like, okay, that little nudge is still showing up. Um, and then I made the decision. Um, I had no plan. Um, there was nothing wrong at my job or, you know, cause sometimes there's conflict that makes yeah. you want to quit and it's mm-hmm. easier to be like, you know, you throw up the middle finger and you're like, I'm out of here. And right. there, was no- there was nothing like that. Um, I just knew that I loved developing people through the work that I have been practicing over the mm-hmm. last decade. And I wanted to go figure out what that looked like for me. So in 2018, I said, I'm out of here. Um, and I'm going to go pursue entrepreneurship thinking like, I have everything that I need. Yeah. And I quickly <laughs> learned that, um, being a solo entrepreneur is very hard. I'm like, where's the marketing department? And like, right. where's <laughs> it? Like, Hi, it's me. Why aren't they responding to these emails? I don't understand. Hello. Um, <laughs> um, it's me. Yeah. So um I honestly wanted to um I wanted to do the work that I had been doing with my team at Lululemon uh, with moms. I started with moms first because I was like, man, 
I feel so good being a mom, being equipped with skills and strategies when I get overwhelmed and flustered. And like, I want to teach moms that she also can find her groove if she practices these, these type of conversations that she has a tool belt to, to pull from, um, when she needs it. So I started with moms for a couple of years, and then I finally had a mom say, Hey, I love this. And would you ever consider doing this type of work for girls? And I said, no, (laughs) I was like, are you kidding me? No. And I like immediately had a flashback of me being a teenager and like sneaking out and kissing boys. And I'm like, "Uh -uh." yes, I can't talk to the younger version of myself. But then I was like, wait a second. I would have loved to have these conversations that I'm having that I learned much later in my life Same. Mm-hmm. so much sooner. So yeah. then of course I said, yes, I said, yes. And here we are in 2022. I have a company. I'm a co-founder of a company called girls mentorship. And we literally empower girls and encourage girls to be their best, brightest, most confident selves through personal growth and development, which is, I honestly could not (laughs) pick two better people than you and your other, um, business. I'll say Mary just the best. Yeah. You two are just amazing. And seriously, no better women on this planet that I would feel confident in teaching the next generation. I mean, I don't have girls, so I can't utilize, you know, know. your, your services. Uh, unless you start um, doing this for boys too. I know. Um, I know. We get that a lot. We get that <laughs> no, a lot. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but seriously, I mean, what you two do is just so amazing. And being able to watch this front row seat on this journey that you've both taken together, it's seriously been so incredible, so inspiring to see how your connecting with these young women who absolutely, like you said, you know, to have these conversations even earlier in life, had we been able to do that, you know, just the difference that it will make in their lives. And it's, it's just so fun. So it's a very um, full circle moment. <laughs> I believe and it. And honestly, I, I, I think for, you know, the, the mamas listening in the women listening in it's, um, cause people are like, oh my gosh, what you do is amazing. And it's like, I I'm so fortunate to, to do this work. And honestly, it, 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 I I'm doing what God has gifted me. Like mm-hmm. I knew at a very young age that I was outgoing, that I was energetic and I'm using my gifts that a lot of people kind of overlook. Like we, we overlook our gifts because we think it needs to be what other people are doing. And it's like, man, I I'm just capitalizing on talking. That's what I'm good at. I can make someone smile. I'm okay to raise my hand and go first. And I've built a business around that because I was able to take a step back and really see what am I good at? What am I uniquely qualified to deliver that is just natural for me? Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I've really gotten to step into my purpose and make a, a massive impact over these young girls. But 
I'm talking to who I needed. So my, my challenge to all of you listening is like, look at what you're already good at and see where you can serve in a different way. And I guarantee you, you're going to surprise yourself just like I surprised myself. Like what I'm doing this. This is really cool. Um, I right? just think and at like, first you said, you said no to the opportunity. I said, no, you didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. Yep. And it's just, it's taking messy action, which as women, if it's not perfect, if it's not buttoned up, if it like, we just, we, we sit down on ourselves and I finally learned to like, stop doing that. (laughs) Like, I don't care (laughs) if I'm the first person to be like, I have no idea what the heck I'm doing, but I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out. And it's one foot in front of the other. Yes, absolutely. And for girls mentorship, you tell us about what you and Mary do. So you guys have camps, you have a podcast. What does that look like for how you're delivering your gifts to these girls? Yeah. Um, over the last two and a half years. So we started girls mentorship in 2020 out of the sheer need of just parents needing a space for their daughters because they literally saw their kiddos shut down Mm -hmm. and they didn't have the support, um, to help them navigate that. So, um, honestly, we built our business online for a long time. And then once, you know, we got the green light to interact with people in person again, um, girls love to meet in person and really have that, that interpersonal, um, communication and those relationships, those in-person relationships. So we've shifted from online to in-person, but we host workshops. So monthly workshops, the monthly workshops kind of model what we do for summer camp. So we, um, we throw a summer camp, which is so wild to say we, we uh, throw a summer camp in June and July, and then we continue the workshops throughout the rest of the year. Um, we're hosting mom and daughter events too, Mm -hmm. because what we're hearing is moms want these conversations so that she can support her daughter at home. And much like my aha moment that I had at Lululemon around, whoa, am I actually getting in my, in my own way? Am I self-sabotaging the relationships and what I want in life? These moms are having those aha moments when we have these conversations. So as much as we like to, you know, develop the girls, it's so important that the parents are equally aligned in the conversation because Mm -hmm. that's who is going to, um, who's going to continue the conversation at home and really make a a difference. So workshops, summer camps, mom and daughter events. And then, um, we're finally going to put on this year, um, cause we work predominantly with girls 10 to 13, and we know that there is a need for older girls. When we first started our, our business, we worked one-on-one with high school girls. Mm -hmm. And what we've learned working with one-on-one girls, um, is that as much as they struggle, um, in their own way, girls are struggling in the same areas. Mm -hmm. So 
we want a one-to-many approach and we just need to figure out what that looks like. So we're going to create a leadership training program for the older girls so that they can learn these conversations without it feeling like a summer camp or it, it feeling too young for them, but then they get to then, uh, volunteer and mentor the younger girls that we uh, that we serve and work with, um, at summer camp or in our oh, workshops. So, so it's going to be a really cool so kind of feeder program. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be up to. That's what we've been up to. We have a podcast. We're kind of everywhere, which you is are. what we want. We want to be everywhere. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm obsessed with following you guys and just watching this entire journey. So I know with girls mentorship, you are, you know, working with the young girls how do you, or do you apply what you do there with your boys? Hmm. So we work, um, the framework of what we teach is through social, emotional learning, Mm -hmm. SEL. And I know it's kind of a buzzword right now. Our kids, our younger kids, um, are starting to learn this in addition to academics. So my kiddos have a social emotional learning specialist that comes in and Mm. teaches them alongside the book smarts, which is equally as important, but who's teaching our kids social smarts. That's what we need to start thinking about as parents. Um, Because at 18, when they go off and fly on their own, they're like, "Uh, I don't know how to I I have no money management skills. I have no communication skills. Um, I have no idea how to resolve conflict. Um, Mm -hmm. There's these things that as parents, we need to start teaching our kiddos and not just kind of letting society teach them. Mm -hmm. That's, I shouldn't say kind of, don't let society teach your kids that. Um, so what we practice at home is there's five competencies in social emotional learning. One is self-awareness. So how do you see yourself? Um, what are your thoughts? What are your actions, your attitudes, your behaviors like that alone? If you just focus on that with your kiddos, it can be an absolute game changer in developing their social and their emotional intelligence. Um, the second competency is self-management. So Mm -hmm. how do they, how do they respond versus react? And my nine-year-old is like a perfect example of him living in a season of reaction. Everything sets him off. So it's being able to look at those things and coach your kids um, in the moment. So they know what is appropriate and what's not. Then we have social awareness. So how are you showing up in community? Like I love to look at people ordering things at Starbucks or in a drive-through or at an airport, like practicing patience and grace with people like, oh my gosh, things in life are going to happen and it's out of our control. So again, it's leading by example and really calling out and showing your kids the do's and the don'ts of how to be a contributing member of society. Yeah. And then the fourth one is relationship skills. So building relationship, this one is really hard for kids. They don't know how to make friends and we don't teach them how to do that. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, spending time, um, like honing in on if your kid is feeling challenged or feeling left out, or they're afraid to order a drink or order an ice cream. It's, it's not 
pressuring them to do it. It's you modeling it first and then coming back and being like, see, it wasn't that hard. And next time you're going to be able to do that. Um, and then the last one is uh, responsible decision-making. So how in the world do you make response? How do you teach your kids how to make responsible decisions? Yeah. And it's through two very distinct factors. Is it healthy? And is it unhealthy? Mm -hmm. So what you're like, what you're making a decision on, is it healthy? Like, is it you climbing that tree and you jumping off? Do you think that that's a healthy decision or do you think that's an unhealthy decision, unhealthy decision? Well, it's an unhealthy one. Why? Well, I might break my arm. Okay. Well, that's like, that's the cost of you doing that. Now, are they going to climb down from the tree 99% of the time? Probably not. They're probably going to (laughs) jump and take that risk. But it's knowing and teaching them the distinction of that to support you in your parenting. So that was a very long-winded answer to say, am I perfect at it? No, but it helps me just understand where I can coach and where I can lead them by example. Um, in whatever it is that they're struggling, because what they, what they need every single day is different. Um, and having, having these Mm -hmm. skills is really important for me to, to show them, to model it, but then to like, really like hold their hand and teach them like, this is how we behave at a restaurant versus how we behave at home. So that's, it's been literally my secret ninja weapon as a parent. And, um, I encourage everyone, if you're like, what in the heck is she talking about, um, there, if you just Google it, social, emotional learning, there's a cool visual that we use all the time. Um, but it's a a cool way for you to just get kind of, um, familiar with the framework and start practicing it at home. Ah, so good. I love that. I, and I like how you put in the decision-making healthy or unhealthy. Cause I think, especially with our boys' age. So I have a 10, nine and four, four and a half year old. I have to add the half. It's important. Right, of it's very um, important. Very important. Although he'll never hear this, but I have to say it out loud. Um, but I, it's easy for them, for their brains to make those two differences, right? If you're just saying, is it healthy or unhealthy? However, you're applying that decision-making process. Um, but a good way for them to get an idea and think through it, like you Mm -hmm. said, they, they may still jump down from the tree, but at least they know, Hey, this isn't the healthiest decision, but I'm going to try it and see what happens. You know, the amount of times I had to touch a hot stove to like really (laughs) teach me that it's going to burn me. Yes. Right. <laughs> have, we have to give the the space to our kiddos too, as much as we want to Those control natural consequences. Yes. 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 Totally. So in entrepreneurship, it is, or can be all over the board. And I know, especially in the work that you're doing, there's you know, when you, when you're working with the girls, there's a lot of evenings or weekends or summertime or things like mm-hmm. that. Um, so how do you integrate your business with motherhood? Like when you have to work at, at times that your boys might be home, you know, how does that look? Um, how, you know, how does your husband help out or do you have grandparents or a nanny? Um, if the boys are sick and have to miss school, but you have something scheduled, like how do you integrate those two things? 
Oh, that's such a good question. And it takes a village. (laughs) I honestly, I am not afraid to ask for help and Mm. asking for help is a skill within itself. And when I finally got over that, I have to be superwoman. I have to be a superwoman leader. I have to be a superwoman wife. I have to be a superwoman mom. Like yeah. when once I really let go of my own expectations of how I needed to be everything for everyone, and I allowed other people to help me, that's when I have really gotten to press the pedal to the metal and take my career to the next level while still being mindful of like being present for my family. So my husband's job luckily is flexible. He travels a lot, um, but I do have his mom, my mother-in-law in in town. So Mm -hmm. she's wonderful. Um, And I have a babysitter on speed dial. I have established a babysitter and she probably helps me out at least once a week um, when I do have to go and work. And Trust me, I have had the conversation multiple times with my kids when they're like, mom, we just don't ever see you. Mm. And that is so painful because I'm like, what? I show up to your games. I'm here in the morning. I take you to school. I pick you up. But what they what they see is me leaving on the weekends and having dad watch them because Mm. on the weekends is when I do my work. But throughout the week, I'm like, I'm home with you dudes. Yes. Um, And that mom guilt eats at me. I'm not going to lie, but I have, I have tools in my tool belt to go and work out or take a couple of deep breaths. I remind myself every single day, like I, the reason why I am doing these things is because I want, I'm leaving a legacy for them. Mm -hmm. I get to show them what is possible through hard work, through sacrifice, through, um, juggling and, and being like, I, 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 there's no such thing as balance in my life. It's like, if you know what I mean? The whole work-life balance thing. I'm like, I am a master cat. Like I will always land on my feet. I will figure it out. And that is a skill of agility. So that's what I want my kids to see is like, yeah, "Yeah, you know what? Mom wasn't always home on the weekends for the first X amount of years of my life, but look at what she's doing and look at what she's taught me. Um, I want to be so much more to my boys than just mom. I want to be, I want to be interesting and I want them to be able to rattle off to their friends and their future wife and family. Like this is why, this is why she was so interesting. And she is the coolest lady I know, but if I don't put myself first, then I won't be able to leave the legacy that I want for my family. Yeah. So true. And you're right. I mean, that's the hardest part because they, like you said, they see what they want to see. And I think we, most of us have probably experienced that where, like you said, you're home all week long doing all all the things with the boys, all of it. And that's the same with me. It's I, 
getting them up, getting, you know, breakfast, getting them ready for school. Dad drops them off, but I, you know, all those things, but there's one hour generally from three to four where they get off the bus and I'm still at the office with dad, like one hour out of the day. Then I come home and I pick them up and make them dinner and run to their practices and whatever, going Mm -hmm. to all the things. But it's like, mom, are you going to be home today when we get off the bus? And I'm like, well, why do you need me there? Yeah. Well, just because you know, we want to have you there. And it's like, I could be here 90% of the time, but it's that 10% that they 100%? see like mom's not here. Yeah. She's never here. And you're like, mom is never here. She never does anything for us. And it's, that's, that's yeah. the part. I think that mindset, like you said, yeah. just really recognizing why you're doing what you're doing in the first place and being mm-hmm. so centered and concrete. And this is what is important for me. And I am more than just mom. And I want to contribute all these other things to the world. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you're any less of a mom. So I did an episode a a few weeks back and it was all about why I don't believe in balance either, because there's seasons of life where there's just going to be different things that are important at different times of your life, right? right? When your children are small, they take a lot of your time because they can't walk. They can't feed themselves. They can't change themselves, you know, so they take a a high priority, but you just go through these seasons where there's different things in your life, but that doesn't mean you're any less in one area because you might have a little bit more focus in a different area, but what's going to come around and be so amazing is when they are old enough to really recognize all of these other things and all of these contributions you're making to the world and these awesome things that you're doing. Um, that I think is when it's really going to click to them. Like, wow, she was showing up all the time here and she was also doing these other things. And she did, you know, these amazing, other like Mm -hmm. they get to see you as more than just mom. And there's going to be a time and a a place where they really start to recognize that. I know for the boys, my oldest one, the other day, um, I had the podcast stuff up and it was my back end Stephanie. I was listening and editing an episode and he's like, wow, mom, is that you? Is that your picture? Like, they don't know what podcast a hundred percent was really starting to kind of yeah. think about it. And that's cool. Go, oh, that's you. You know, so eventually it'll click. Maybe it will not, not yet, but not yet. Well, and you know, um, someone said to, to me recently, and it really, really like struck my heart and I'm like, Whoa, this is what we as parents need to just be reminded of. It was what are your values mm. and does your calendar align with those values? So if you value service and making a difference, like does your calendar actually have those things mm. integrated in your, like in your life, in your day-to-day life? And if okay. not, then you're out of alignment or you're missing what is important to you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, you know what? For the first time in a long time, what I am sacrificing is what I value. And you, right. It's the dance. Um, but it's cool as parents to be like, man, okay. Like what we value and Mm -hmm. what we're actually spending our time doing is not even close. So what do we need to let go of to yeah. it, to add in so that we feel like I'm, I'm showing you, I'm teaching you the right things versus like, 
this is just what life's all about. The hustle, the, the hamster wheel, the, you know what I mean? It's like, um, it was just a cool reminder where I'm like, if I ever feel like I'm out of alignment, what does my calendar show me? And what is, what is, what's the parallel to my values? Yes. Such a good tip. Thank you for sharing that. So there you go. There it is. (laughs) Look at your calendar. If you're feeling off, if you're feeling resentful or irritable Mm -hmm. or stressed, is it because you're doing actions that are not in alignment with your values? You know, and a good point you made there is really look at your calendar and see what's in there and see if that's even in alignment with what you hold as important. Yeah. And if you're, if you're busy with your kids and you want to work out, it's like, then ask for help. Yeah. Like schedule literally everything that matters to you and work around it. Yes. Yes. And you are not any less by asking for help. We all do it. We all do it. Or the, the women who feel fulfilled and well-rounded, although not perfect at it, may be working towards asking for help. So mm-hmm. on that note, last question I have for you, cause I want to value your time. I know you're, you're busy, good. um, kind of what you had touched on exactly that, you know, what's valuable for you. Um, how do you prioritize yourself with being a mom, wife, and entrepreneur? Like what are your non-negotiables and how do you make sure, um, I know you said asking for help, having a babysitter Mm -hmm. on speed dial, but Mm -hmm. what does that look like for you really getting those? What are those non-negotiables and then making sure that you are getting to those to, to be your best self? I'm not kidding. My calendar is everything I schedule. When I work out, I schedule when I pick up the kids, like I schedule everything and I'm in integrity with that. So what I value is I have to be, I have to be filled up. Like I have to put myself first and I'm not ashamed or I don't feel bad. I don't have any guilt around saying that. And Mm -hmm. When I am number one, when I put myself first, when I work out, when I go do yoga, when I have time for me, when I have friend time, when I, you know, like all of those things are really important to me, but I have to calendar them or I'm going to calendar other things and get resentful and then it depletes me. So that's what I value. I value putting myself first and I calendar everything that's important to me within Mm. reason. Like I'm not a, you know, like I, and I'm flexible. It's also being okay to be like, all right, I can't do that today. Can I make it happen tomorrow? So from sunup to sundown, it is, it's blocked. And when it's blocked, I really am intentional with seeing it through and it forces me to do it. Like, even if work is, I'm like, oh, I just, oh, I need five more minutes. It's like, it'll be there when I get back yeah. because I'm going to feel a hundred percent better by doing the things that I need to do to then come back to it. And I'll probably get it done faster. So, um, that's it. That's my, that is my secret. That's my secret tip, honestly. And I love it. It's been, it has been a game changer ever since I've started calendaring and blocking out my time. That is one thing that I have learned over this last year and, and trying to be better at, right. And I like that you put in there, you know, being flexible because as moms, things come up, kids get yeah. sick, kids things get sick, happen, right? you can never predict. And as long as you're still doing those things, but being flexible with, you know, how that looks too. Um, so essential. Yes. So 
And One don't last... forget to have fun. I mean, like you got to incorporate all of that. Yes. Like you're working schedule out, the you're fun. fun, your girl time, like you got to yes. schedule it. <laughs> yes. Schedule the fun. So what would you tell any mom that's, you know, maybe a few years behind you, her kids are little and she's in the, she's just in the thick of it and really like feeling foggy and trying to figure it all out. What words of wisdom would you leave her with? Oh man. Um, words of wisdom. I would leave someone in the trenches is, um, honestly, you are so much more than a mom. I think we wear the title with a badge of honor and it really truly is, but it's not our, our whole identity. And remember you were a person before you had kids. And Mm -hmm. if you can, if you can do one small thing a day that makes you feel like yourself again, then do it. And if that's too overwhelming, what can you do that is once every other day or once a week so that you can find your groove back. It is so important to not lose who you are because 18 years, as long as it sounds, it goes by in the blink of an eye and more people are always like, who am I? So it's remembering that you are so much more than a mom. You are a mom and all the other things. And don't forget to, don't forget to work on those things or prioritize those things in addition to you being a rock star mom. Uh, I could not have said it better myself. Thank you so much for being here, friend. I just, I love my time. What an honor. I love your insights. I just love you in general. So I appreciate you you hopping on and having this conversation with me because I know it will help so many women. Oh, you know what? We got to do it together. Mamas, I, this job is hard and we are not meant to do it alone. So I'm honored to be in your ears. However, you're listening to this and Megan, I'm so proud of you. Thank you for creating such a beautiful community for people to literally, hopefully people are doing what they need to be doing right now, like prioritizing their mental health so that they can be good for you know, all the other things, but you did this and you should be so proud. And I'm just, I am tickled to death that I get to be a small piece of this. Thank Uh, you. You're the best. I will be all the places to find Jill. So you can stalk her and love her just as much as I do. do. I would love to connect with whomever, whomever wants to connect. I'm here for it. Thanks, honey. I'm so grateful that you chose to spend this time with me today because I know firsthand how valuable your time is. If you're on Instagram, it would mean the world to me if you shared the episode, tagged me, and told me what you loved about today's conversation. This community was literally built for you, so I want to know what is resonating, what you want to hear more of, and what your current challenges are. If you want to connect further, head on over to thereconnectedmama.com to learn more about this community and how we can work together. Remember, Mama, you deserve to live your best life, so don't settle.